Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus, and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. and gentlemen welcome to interview friday and an exciting interview at pure mind magic happy that you have tuned in again this very episode is brought to you by all your books you will find a link in the show notes maybe you're like me you are touring a lot you're traveling for business and you don't always have the time to really pick up a book and read it. But obviously you listen to podcasts, so it could be that you also like listening to audiobooks. And maybe you have books at home and didn't find the time to read them. And you can get this book as an audio version from audiobooks. With my link, you get your first audiobook totally for free. So just check that out. Now let's talk about today's interview. I found someone very interesting because you know whenever we don't understand something we normally call it magic and there is this magic world of online of web this hidden world of algorithms and how to rank up on Google first place. So there are obviously some tricks that you can approach that with your company or your service. And there are also people who can make the magic happen for you. Jason from today's interview is one of these people. And he made a very interesting transition himself, broke a lot of mental blocks because he went from being a personal trainer in New York to becoming the CEO of his own digital agency, working with companies worldwide and helping them manage everything around their website as well as ranking high with managing SAO for them. So this is going to be a very interesting interview and really different from all the other guests you are normally hearing here on Pure Mind Magic. So take all the information in and maybe you can turn what you learned today in some really cool results and create some online magic. So here's from you, for you, from New York, Jason Berkowitz. Hi, Jason. How are you today? Hi, Victoria. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Ah, oh, very good. Uh, I'm happy to have such an interesting personality on the show and someone very different to Pure Mind <laughs> Magic. That is fantastic. And where are you at the moment? I am in my office in New York City. Uh, 
exciting stuff. Yes. <laughs> finishing up work for the day. Oh, very nice. So New York City, I think it is known for the city that never sleeps, right? Everyone else except for me. I sleep. Um, when I get my sleep, I sleep. Um, I might be up all night working, but when I'm when I hit the bed, I am out cold. Uh, there's no waking me. <laughs> that is perfect because I think having a good sleep is really something that can be the difference in being successful or not being successful during a day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when you got your batteries charged fully after a good night's sleep. So Jason, it is often said that the environment has a big influence on us. And as I said, New York, the city that never sleeps. And every time when I was there, I had the feeling that there is so much going on everywhere. It doesn't matter which street you are walking through. It's There's really always action and it's everyone is short on time, always stressed out and all that. But yeah. there are big things happening in New York that influence the whole world and a lot of big companies, also great artists, authors, everything's there. So what is your take on that? Well, me being an entrepreneur myself and a business owner, I have a digital marketing agency, um, as we've mentioned. Uh, for me, I found starting my business here in New York was really good inspiration. You know, it's very hard to be the most successful person here in New York, but it's very easy to find more successful people. So when you find people that are more successful than you, you can network with them, uh, create close relationships with them, and then use that to uh, as self-motivation, really to do better with your business and hit your goals and hit your targets. So for me, being in New York City, uh, that's really probably one of the biggest assets is the networking opportunities, as well as Uh, like you mentioned, it never stops moving out here. So uh, there's always somebody who's going to be working harder than you, uh, trying to hit their targets quicker than you, and um, allows you to be a bit more competitive, I would say, in a way. You know, if that person's still up all night working on their laptop at, at whatever uh, workspace center, why am I not doing that? So. Yeah, very good point uh, you brought in here because, yeah, it's said that you're the average of the five people who spend the most time with. And it's always a good advice to connect with people that are where you want to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jason, before I... Uh, get all the secrets from you to get the top ranking for your business because you as SEO and traffic specialist, I wanted to know if you can share with us something that is really unique about you. Well, I can't say it's 100% unique to me specifically, but I might be in the small 1% of people that um, likes to skydive for fun. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, for some odd, crazy reason, I enjoy jumping out of perfectly good airplanes. Okay, yeah, that's really special, <laughs> I think. And uh, this is, how can I say that? Uh, definitely leaving your comfort zone. Oh, absolutely. Every single time you're up there in that plane, you're thinking it's just so much easier to be on the ground. Why are you up here? Why do you need <laughs> to do this? But uh, And that's that's you trying to be comfortable saying, Oh, don't do it. It's not necessary. And then uh, once you make that leap, you're severely going out of your comfort zone, especially in the beginning when you're learning how to do everything. Uh, it's truly amazing going out of your comfort zone and then overcoming that challenge. Cool. I liked it. So do you jump somewhere around New York or where you go to skydiving? Uh, I tend to travel a little bit, but 
about 65 miles, uh, maybe about an hour away from Manhattan, there is a skydiving drop zone, as we call it, like an airport where you can jump out of. And that's typically where I go. If not, it's in California, which is always nice. All right. Sounds good yeah. and sounds uh, like really adventurous and very different to <laughs> your uh, your normal day job, I would say. So the, exactly. <laughs> the digital agency you created and maybe because you are such an expert in this area, you can tell us more about SEO and why it is so important to get traffic, let's say organic traffic to the website. I think you have a lot of traffic in New York that is not so helpful, but digital mm. traffic, I think, is really of big value, no matter which area you are in and whether you are an entrepreneur or just pushing your creative hobby online course or whatever. So take us into your world, Jason. So my personal specialty um, is SEO. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. And in its most simplest form, uh, SEO is the process of telling the search engines that your website is most relevant for specific search terms. Uh, that's the most basic definition of SEO. And it really is important because everyone's going to these search engines, uh, obviously, of course, Google being the big one, uh, just looking for answers to things. It can be a simple question, whether it's a medical symptom or a local plumber, or maybe even a lawyer, or just to shop online. You know, everyone's looking on the search engines. And for the most part, not everyone anymore, but uh, for the most part, people are skipping these ads. The reason why I say not anymore is because Google is getting really good at at hiding that little ad, um, the word that says ad legally, they have to write ad in things that are sponsored. Uh, so they're trying to make it as as unnoticeable as possible. But still, most people are clicking on the organic results. They're going right to it. And The number, the number one search result in Google, for example, for a decent search term, gets about 43% of the overall clicks within that page, which is crazy abundance. And the lower you are on page one, the, the click-through rate and that percentage goes down significantly. And then even if you're not on page one, it's very hard to, for people to find you. There's very low awareness and positioning for your brand. So uh, we actually have an old joke in our industry. It's where's the best place to hide a dead body? And that's on page two of Google. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, still a little marketing humor. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really the importance of SEO. Everyone's go is going online looking for answers and to questions that they have, looking for the best product, looking for the best solution, the best service, uh, the best specialist, the best person, uh, the best book, whatever it is, uh, the best magician. <laughs> uh, everyone's going on Google. And if you're not there, your competitors are and they're gaining that business. Of course. So we could say, Jason, you are a digital magician because you know all the tricks how to get the website up to the top. So maybe you can tell us a little <laughs> bit more about uh, organic traffic and paid traffic and where the advantages and disadvantages are and how to drive both of them. Okay, so my agency, we do both paid and organic. Um, I think each of them has the pros and cons. Uh, to start with the top of the page, you have the ads. The benefit of ads are if if it's really low search volume, if there's not a lot of people searching on a monthly basis for a term, engaging in a full SEO campaign might be costly. So if there's a very low cost per click, which means every time somebody clicks on your ad, 
that's when you would get charged, then it's easy to throw in maybe 150 bucks per month in its simplest form on Google AdWords. Uh, another reason why we like to use Google AdWords is for testing a market or testing a search term before we engage in a really competitive SEO campaign targeting really, really competitive search terms or keywords, we will run some ads first to see how people are engaging. Well, what type of copy, what type of text works the best to get that click? And then when they get onto that page, wherever, whether it's a uh, specifically designed page just for that ad or whether it's the homepage, we measure how the people are interacting on that page to uh, increase conversions. And if everything looks good from the ads, then we will most likely pursue that as an SEO target in the organic search results. And um, this is where the con comes in for ads is that it can get very costly and the fact that most people are skipping the ads. And that's when organic search SEO comes in where it's more of a long-term solution where you'd be investing in SEO in the beginning for a specific search term. And once you get your desired results, um, not as much work needs to be there. We recommend obviously still doing a little bit of maintenance, still sending trust signals to Google that your website is valuable. And uh, people are clicking on it, and that's the real advantage to being uh, with SEO. It's more of a longer-term play, uh, a long-term solution, a big-picture strategy, as we like to call it, um, in digital marketing. Yeah, that makes sense, and that was a really good explanation to that. So we got uh, the traffic covered, and Jason, everyone is talking about landing pages and opt-in that you should have that to collect email addresses and have your list. So can you talk us a little bit through what is a landing page, what is the purpose of it, and what is opt-in, and how do you best set that up for yourself to collect leads in the end okay in its simplest form uh the landing pages they can be used for a variety of purpose but but the purpose the primary goal of a landing page is a page that's dedicated to a specific topic so in our case that i mentioned let's say we're doing an ad on uh blue t-shirts again this is an example and then the page goes and we're selling to an e-commerce website and the ad copy and the text sends you over to the home page of a t-shirt company now the intent the intent is not being fulfilled so somebody's typing in blue t-shirts that's obviously looking for specifically a blue t-shirt they don't go if they don't go to a, a catalog of blue t-shirts or a specific product of blue t-shirts they're most likely will um leave away they must they will leave the page so landing pages are good for maintaining the intent from the search term through the click to the get to your website um, it's a very easy way to make sure that you keep the visitor engaged. Uh, the flow of the of the of the visitor remains the same on the topic. And then, if opt-ins are essential for your business in terms of emails, if you have an email email newsletter, or if you have um, the occasional discounts that you'll email, or wherever it is, or maybe GDPR stuff, which was huge a couple of months ago, and everyone was sending out emails, um, have call to actions to submit an email. Don't throw it in everyone's face. Put it where it's appropriate. Uh, some cool things that I've seen people do is um, they'll say, uh, just for an example, download the ebook at the bottom of this page. And then they go to download the email, uh, the ebook, but they have to put their email in first before they can get that. And then it'll kind of unlock the content. So that's one way of doing things. But um, in its simplest form, just having a really good opt in box, something that's saying, we're not going to spam you, we're not going to send you uh, crappy information. We just simply want to add you to our list for when we have something that might be of interest for you you can see it in Fan its simplest form. 
Fantastic. So that was, again, a really good structured uh, explanation to it. So you really know your business. I like that. I thought <laughs> so from the beginning, just checking here on you. And uh, so we got this uh, landing page and opt-in to collect email addresses. But then there's the thing. Uh, what would you recommend what service to really keep track of all the addresses and to organize it so that you have this in a system and it makes it easy for you when you decide you have a cool new message, a new product service or whatever to send that out to all your contacts? Well, one easy way is using um, what we call a CS, CMS, a content management system. And that's pretty much um, a WordPress website of sorts. What, uh, and again, any of these type of platforms, whether it's WordPress, Shopify, they, they're all user-friendly ways of displaying HTML code. The great thing about WordPress is you can create new pages, new posts very easily. If you're also looking for a database and where just to uh, house a list of what you have, um, I'm a bit old school. I use uh, Google Sheets and Google Excel, uh, not Microsoft Excel, quite a lot. So in terms of uh, listing things out, I don't understand. <laughs> I have a Google Home and it goes off sometimes. So I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit old school when it comes to lists like that. But WordPress is absolutely convenient for having a full list of posts and pages and seeing uh, what's taking place, publishing dates, titles for your pages. Um, and you could even make a page and put it in draft mode, leave it in draft mode until you're ready to publish it. You know, let's say you need uh, you need some revisions, so it's always it's always convenient. So we like to use WordPress a lot, but essentially any content management system, any CMS is good for organizing uh, the URLs. All right. So because you are the expert and you mentioned WordPress, I think WordPress is for really many people the key to make it possible to create a website very easily without coding and all the specific knowledge you need to program a website with many different layers and shops included and whatever. So what is your take on WordPress? We personally like it uh, from a more complex standpoint is that it's very um, easy for us and our coders that we have working for us to make the changes that we need for our clients. So WordPress overall is great even for the beginner. I first learned how to build a website on WordPress as well. And it's a very user-friendly way to build a website. It's There's really no coding involved unless you need something special. And in that case, if you need something special, usually you can reach out to whoever's, whoever created the theme or the template for your website and say that you have a specific issue and they'll give you the exact code and tell you exactly where to copy and paste it. So the theme developers, um, if you do decide to... Um, build a website yourself, it's very likely you're going to go with a template to start. Um, and it's it's very easy. It's very super friendly. And there's also videos online, insane amount of videos on how to get WordPress set up and started. You know, it, it's super easy. Anybody with no technical knowledge at all in regards to coding development or even the web overall um, can get started with building a website. Okay, so a good tip from you to really work with WordPress to getting things started. And now, Jason, I had a lot of authors on the show, some of them best-selling authors, some are on their way to turn best-selling author. What would you say, how could the web SEO and your campaigns help authors to 
really become a best-selling author and sell more books over the web, maybe with Amazon, but maybe also with the website itself? Um, there's a lot of good opportunities for authors for SEO. Um, I think there's for authors specifically, there's a lot of better opportunities in other forms of digital marketing. But uh, for example, motivational books as a search term. Now it's probably very, very competitive. But just but just as an example, is having a blog post about um, even as an author, the top motivational books that got you started, or that got or if I was writing as the author, the top motivational books that got me started, the top ten as an example. So that's one way to go about it. And the problem with um, SEO and authors is that SEO is is keyword driven. So if there's no specific search term, and it's very unlikely that if you're just releasing a new book that somebody's going to know the exact name of the book and the author, and they're not going to type in that book by name. If they go more broad, they're also running more uh, competitiveness. They're going against the big wigs like Amazon and all the other online bookstores that are out there. So I think there's a lot other better opportunities in terms of digital marketing than SEO for authors specifically. I think PR, public relations, uh, would really be um, mostly beneficial for them is, is reaching out to journalists, telling them about your new book, maybe even sending them a copy of the book and saying, uh, hey, I noticed you wrote a post about this. I just wrote a book on that exact topic. Would you like a copy? And you send them a copy. And uh, as you build that relationship, it's very likely that they will write a, write a post about uh, your upcoming book. So that's how we build relationships with our PR as well. That is very nice. And I saw on your website that you are also offering this PR service. Yeah, yeah. So we we focus on what's called inbound marketing, is we get people coming to you. And outbound would be the opposite of, of you reaching out to people, whether it's email or um, other sorts of outbound marketing tactics, uh, we focus primarily on inbound, is you want more traffic to your website. You want more people finding you. Uh, we call this awareness, positioning, and authority. So that's what we primarily focus on in PR. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to get people who might not have known about a specific business, brand, or person beforehand to learn more. And uh, PR is just awesome because it always comes with some great SEO benefit, of course, in the form of a link back to the website, but also some good uh, reputation management there as well. That uh, specific PR piece, if the entire topic is about a certain brand, <laughs> organization, person, it can rank very well in Google as well. That makes so much sense. And I think maybe you can reveal some more secrets around PR because I think it's still that a lot of people think when they hear PR, it is like it was before you are just, uh, th they are just thinking about printed magazines and the newspaper and having articles there. But I think due to the online evolution, there are many more possibilities what would fall into PR. Yeah, I think with PR, and, and this is, I guess, my brutal honesty, is that there has to be something newsworthy. Uh, to be frank, if you don't have anything newsworthy, and my digital agency has nothing newsworthy, and I'll get to this in a second. But if you have nothing newsworthy, whether it's not an upcoming, if it's not an upcoming book launch, or if it's not a new acquisition, or new merger, or new website design, whatever it is, PR can be um, troublesome. And it might be hard to get these type of features, publications, or even at its smallest, a quote published in an article. So find something that's newsworthy, whether it's creating an asset. You know, there's a lot of brands online that 
might necessarily have something new, but they'll create an additional tool or something that has a viral effect that people would love and they'll go to that has um, some PR value. But what I do internally, because <laughs> digital marketing from an agency standpoint, it's very saturated. A lot of people are doing it. And there's really nothing new that that uh, again, there's always new things happening in my business specifically, but nobody else really cares about it. So it's not something where journalists are going to pick up. So what I do is I PR for myself. So I publish content on relevant websites. I reach out to websites that are industry specific to my business and my target audience. And I ask if they submit, if they allow guest contributors. I have a topic ideas on XYZ. Are you, would you be willing to accept a guest contribution? And then you write a, write a piece. And there you go. It's self-promotion, self-PR uh, in a way. And you're engaging with active readers. Okay, yeah, that are some really cool tips on that, how you can leverage the whole PR thing. So, Jason, mm -hmm. you have a really nice name for your digital agency, Break, ah, yeah. <laughs> Break the Web. And before we come to why you have chosen that name, I'm sure that you also had to break some mental blocks and shift your mindset to become the CEO of this company with so many employees now. So can you tell us your way how you made this this uh, mental, this mindset shift and why you choose to yeah, call your company Break the Web? Well, it actually stems from a much longer story, uh, if we have time, of course. Uh, but I originally was in a different business. So my mindset was focused nowhere near SEO or marketing. I had a personal training fitness company out here in New York City. And just like many business owners out here, I was struggling to get new clients, to get new leads, and at its simplest, just to get more traffic to my website. And that was my struggle. So one uh, search term that I typed into Google led to another, which led to another, which uh, allowed me to learn how to effectively perform SEO on my own website. And then that's when I had a mindset, or as I like to call it, a paradigm shift. And I absolutely fell in love with SEO more so than I did for uh, fitness in a way. So I ended up starting uh, an SEO business as a freelancer. And as I grew in New York City as a presence, uh, business grew. And uh, we're not one of those big, crazy conglomerate agencies that have an insane amount of employees. Uh, we're in between um, full service and boutique. We, we have a nice, great team. Um, we have our systems and our processes that uh, work flawlessly, and we have our framework and our strategies that um, allow us to get results for not only ourselves, but our clients. And uh, the original name we had for my, my marketing agency was non-brandable. I, I couldn't do anything with it. It was called SEO Services New York. Super boring. It's a search term that people can go into Google. It just sounds stupid. And every time I even say it now, I'm like, ah, it's like cringeworthy. It's like SEO services in New York. That's stupid. <laughs> so um, over time, I realized that as I we were growing, I needed to be more brandable. And this was at the time where uh, things were happening all over the web where people were, quote unquote, breaking the Internet. Something viral was happening, whether it was a celebrity, whether it was um, something um, in the world, uh, peace, whatever it was, people were breaking the Internet with certain things. And um, I just love that term, breaking the Internet and break the web was something that uh, I think was one of those 3 a.m. 
thoughts. Everyone's <laughs> breaking breaking the internet. Let's, why don't we break the web for our clients? And that's uh, one thing led to another. Uh, we couldn't secure the dot-com. We offered a lot for the person who owns it, and they turned down every single offer we made, surprisingly. So we're at breaktheweb.org right now. And as of actually this morning, we uh, did another rebrand of our logo, and that should be published in the next week or two. So that's some exciting news for us internally. Yes, I can imagine. So really interesting story about but that makes sense and i heard so many stories where people become really successful because they themselves struggle with something really specific and go through this dark period or learn everything around the topic and then really build something big out of it and it sounds like that you did the same so jason yeah. when you made this kind of transition from one business to another and struggling with all that, had you sometimes doubts or some fears? And when, how did you deal with them? 100%. I think any big life change comes with fears, doubts. Uh, are you making the right decision? What if it all fails? What happens? Um, and the best way to overcome it for me personally was to hold myself 100% accountable for my own success. So no one else is going to hold my hand through it. Obviously, I have a network of people that could assist. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to the execution process of growing a freelance business to an actual legitimate, respectable agency, um, I had to hold full accountability um, on myself and take action and constantly be reminded of that. So one thing that I did personally, whenever I felt that I was like, why are you doing this? You know, just get a job. You can probably make a good salary from your expertise. It's just so much easier. You don't have to worry about the stress of running a business. Um, I go back and I watch a video that I recorded when I first started. It's a video of me telling me, telling myself why I'm doing the things I'm doing. And also that no one else is accountable for it except for me. And it reminds me of my initial goals, uh, not in terms of, of business and lifestyle, Because my agency is a remote agency. We're virtual. Our, all of our employees are all over the world. So we're all about a certain lifestyle in our agency. And I constantly remind myself of that by watching a video of myself. So it's kind of like no one could tell me what to do except for myself in a way. Wow, that's so cool. It sounds like you are time traveling and it is like your future self came to uh, teach you now. <laughs> Never heard that. I just yeah. thought it on movies, but I think that is a really creative idea. So you're a really creative person. So Jason, you made really a big transition, I would say, from going from the business of being a personal trainer and helping people to get in a better physical form to now having your own digital agency, helping people to get more leads, more traffic, improve their business and all that. So would you say, because you had this background and I'm pretty sure that you are in really good shape. So I can tell that from the picture of your hat that you have on your profile. So would you say that was a good foundation and helped you to stay on track because you were trained to train your body and it said that a healthy mind rests in a healthy body. Was that a good basis to start from and helped you? 100 percent. Uh, from my personal experience, uh, I wouldn't change anything. I think being a personal trainer, uh, there's a very good correlation between being a trainer and being an agency owner where the hustle never stops. 
it's even more competitive as a trainer because there's more trainers in New York City, for example, than there are digital marketing agencies. So you really have to spend a lot of time trying to figure out how you can differentiate yourself as a personal trainer. How can I be different? How can I prove my worth? And how can I show that, um, that I deserve to be your trainer? And when you have that mentality, it requires a 24-7 hustle. You're constantly going out of your comfort zone, seeking new ways to get new clients, whether it's going to networking events, new gyms, uh, people running in the park. You know, when you get really desperate, you know, desperate times call for, calls for desperate measures. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It instilled a hustler mentality in my agency, whereas um, I was a freelancer going up against uh, multi-million dollar digital marketing agencies. What can I do to stand out? How can I be different? How can I prove my worth? Even with no employees, uh, there was value there. And how can I properly show that? And so I think um, between being a trainer and being now the hustler mentality and that you always have to keep grinding is probably the biggest thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, also, I mean, in the time where you were in this fitness industry i think you were known as the guy who gets people to get in better shape get fitter and then you made this shift to becoming the ceo in a completely different field in the internet web digital world everything so how was it possible for you that people got this transition you made from one field to a completely other field um, I would say there's um, the transitions internally also are very the same. At the end, there's a result. The personal training, the result is your ideal fitness goals, whether you can run faster, feel better, breathe better, uh, lose weight, whatever your goal is, there's a result. In digital marketing, there's an end result as well. It could be more traffic, more leads, more business growth, more um, impressions of your ads, whatever it is. They both um, have an end result and they both have, both have a start. And at the start, there's an analysis uh, to see where you currently are, see where there's gaps, see where we can fill those gaps. And then um, the work and the strategy and implementation throughout the whole process is is very unique. Kind of like when we have an SEO campaign, we build that foundation. But also uh, when you're working out, you have to build that solid foundation. You can't just start working out, lifting heavy, run as fast as you can. Um, you have to to build that initial foundation that your body can handle. And the same thing with the campaigns and with, with Google and their algorithms is you don't want to just jump the gun real quick because that's not natural. You know, do what, what real businesses do, build that foundation of social media profiles, uh, business directories that are relevant to your industry. Um, so transitionally, uh, the people that I was involved with in the fitness industry have no involvement at all. Um, in what I do now, except for people in my personal life. Um, in my personal life, they all thought I was crazy. Like, you know, you're at a certain age, don't switch it. You know, you got to do this, you got to do that. I'm, I'm actually a college dropout. So <laughs> there was many different transitions in my life. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the transition. Okay. Yeah, I got it. And I would say, when we look at fitness, it is about consistency when you want this results and you want to reach your goal so would you say jason that this is kind of a success secret because you can transfer that into business that being consistent showing up every day working building all that absolutely and that goes back to uh 
being on the grind and doing the hustle. As I think that can be for uh, not only as an entrepreneur, but just with any industry, it is 100% being consistent. If you break the routine, what will happen from that? You know, and especially if you uh, if you think of a chart and that chart graph is going all the way up, 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 and it's obviously working because you're doing something that's consistently um, improving these results in any area. And then if you stop that, if you break that, it's going to be a kind of a halt in the growth. So consistency is absolutely key. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. And maybe one thing to that to compare the both fields, I think in fitness, bodybuilding, it's very well known that from time to time, you hit these plateaus where you just stand and stagnate and you can't move on. And I think the same can happen in business as well as in the personal life. So mm -hmm. what would be your advice when you hit this plateau to move on and get over and get to the next level? Um, if I, for example, um, me being where I am, I can have many different plateaus in many different areas. For my business, let's say I'm stuck and um, just don't know what the next step is in the agency. I'll probably take a day or two off, um, completely log out of everything, stay away from Uh, the technologies and everything, usually it's it's best on a weekend. And then just uh, write. That's what I personally do is I write again uh, why I'm doing what I do, uh, what are my goals, um, and what will it take for me to uh, break this plateau and be introduced to the next new thing that I'm trying to do uh, in my business. So that's how it relates to my business. And I guess in the personal life, it could be very similar is, is if you're trying to, to grow as a person and you hit a certain plateau, We analyze what you're trying to achieve, why you're trying to achieve it, and what happens if you don't achieve it. And if you, the fact that if it's really bad that you can't achieve your goals, use that as a sort of fear marketing to yourself. Remind yourself what will happen if you don't achieve these goals. Um, it doesn't need to be <laughs> insanely bad, but um, it can help you stay on track because if you don't move forward, you can go backwards, which could be an endless pit, you know, so. That's my, that's my, I'm not a life coach, but that's my thought of it. That is good. I think especially in New York, you are really, really like driving back when you do that and stop and not moving forward. So always good to do that. And yeah. I think Jason, so the listeners got the impression that you are really a, a cool guy and you have a great mindset. You went through all the struggle and you took the risk to leave one field and start a new one. So what would be a possibility to work with you? What could you do for the listeners or for a listener who is looking for someone to help them get better SEO results, find keywords, get traffic. What are your offers? So we primarily, again, um, do SEO. And when we have somebody reach out to us with SEO, we do an initial audit to determine what, where they are with their goals. Um, it's kind of strategy development and research, what they want to achieve, where they currently are, um, what's their big picture, um, their overall goals that they want to achieve. And we assist with the keyword research, finding what good opportunities that not only have a decent amount of search volume, 
but also have realistic chances of results just because SEO can at times become really, really competitive. And it's an entire waste of a budget if you go for targets that are really unattainable and really unrealistic. So uh, we usually do these audits, which could take uh, quite extensive time. But uh, for anybody listening here and um, being part of your audience, if they mention this podcast, we'll happily assist them with an initial analysis audit and maybe one or two free tips on things that they can do to their own website. Uh, some quick action items, whether it's uh, fixing this right here or adding this right here, even the small things can have really powerful effects. So uh, mention this podcast, reach out to us at breaktheweb.org and uh, we got you. <laughs> Fantastic. I think that sounds almost like a magical offer you made there. And uh, I can't wait to drive traffic from the audience to you because I think this is really great what you are doing and it is so authentic what you've built there. So what would you say is the best way to reach you? Is it directly via your website or any other social media platform you are using? So I have some social media. I'm just not very active on it, which I know kind of gets, goes against everything we know about marketers and marketing. <laughs> um, I just hate, except for these podcasts, I don't really like posting much about my, myself and my personal life. But um, my website is breaktheweb.org. I can be reached at via email at jason at breaktheweb.org. Or you can follow me on, I guess, Instagram at Jason Berkowitz SEO. Okay, so I think that was everything in a nutshell. And we covered a lot today. Some great insights from this magical digital world where there are no limits when you get the right strategy agency on your side, I think, to put it like that. And uh, I'm really happy that you took the invitation and came to this Mindset Podcast. We learned also from your mindset. So thank you so much for adding great value to the show, Jason. I thank you so much for having me, Victoria. It's been a real pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed today's special interview with Jason Berkowitz and took away some great advice for your online business or your future online business. You never know, right? Don't forget to pick up your free audiobook with the link in the show notes by just clicking on it. And I would be so happy if you subscribe to the show. It's just one click, so you won't miss any new episode that is coming up. Also very happy when you take the time to leave a review. You can do that on Apple Podcast or Stitcher. Very easy. Just leave a short review how you like the show or the episode. Now, maybe you're curious about next week and because I love to mix things up like I do with my playing cards, training magic every day, I thought I'm gonna talk about something completely different than today. So next week, my guest will be Rachel Haslin. She calls herself an active mindset specialist. And the amazing thing about her is that her father was mentored by Milton Erickson. When you're not familiar with the name, I think this was the biggest name in hypnosis and hypnotherapy so far in history of hypnosis. He kind of invented the modern hypnosis. So Rachel picked up all this knowledge while 
being a child and now she is really an expert when it comes to NLP, hypnosis, trance, all that and what all that can do for you to help you change your beliefs, your traumata, whatever you picked up while being a child that is still influencing you in your adult's life and maybe holding your back from living your true life and the life of your dreams. So we will go very deep into our subconscious mind and all the connections to hypnosis next week with Rachel. You won't miss this episode, so make sure to subscribe and be informed as soon as the episode goes online. I wish you a magical weekend here in Germany. It's still very nice weather, even it is already October. So have a great time until next time. Create some magic. <laughs>